Welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odom. Thanks for joining me. Well, 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 we are at another podcast episode. Remember I said I am celebrating the small wins. So this is week three of June. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend and I hope your week will be prosperous. So episode title is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. So let's talk about how I came up with this episode title. So my business partner sends me a video on Instagram where this guy says, why isn't anyone talking about this Bible prophecy? The Bible says before the world ends, there will be a 200 million man army that will march along the Euphrates River when it dries up. The Euphrates Rivers dries, the Euphrates River just dried up. And then he says, China and Russia has just formed an alliance. In Revelations 9, it talks about this. So when I seen the video, I liked it, which was because I knew I had read about this in the Bible. Well, my business partner calls me and tells me that he's mad. And I'm like, huh? He was like, I'm mad at you because you didn't tell me about this. He was like, I sent you this video and you liked it. And I was like, yeah, I liked the video because I read about that in the Bible. So what he is saying is in the Bible. Well, I started laughing. He was like, I'm not laughing. This ain't funny. I'm just not getting my life together. And as I was laughing, I thought about the verse in Proverbs 31, verse 25, which says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. So while he frustrated, talking about he mad at me because I didn't tell him about that what was going on and I'm like it's in Revelations chapter 9 I thought it was funny and I laughed about it anyway I replied to him there's nothing new under the sun and he like huh I was like the Bible tells us that there's nothing new under the sun so in Revelation 9 and in Revelation 16, 12 through 14 is where it talks about what the guy was saying in the video. Now, in Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes 1, verse 9, it says, History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Verse 10, sometimes people say, here is something new, but actually it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. Verse 11. We don't remember what happened in the past. And in, and in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. So, I just want to share a couple of things that has that's happening now in our present daytime that happened in the Bible. Surrogacy is one of them. When giving birth as a surrogate mother, 
basically someone carrying a baby for another mother. Usually, usually women do this when they try, they've been trying to conceive and hadn't been successful or the doctor may tell them do the test that they've had, that they're infertile. Well, in Genesis chapter 30, verses 1 through 6, Rachel, being impatient, taking matters into her own hands, used her maid as a surrogate for a child. She told her husband Jacob to sleep with her maid. Jacob does, and then the maid gets pregnant, gives birth to a son. Rachel names the son Dan. Rachel was, in Genesis 30, prostituting her husband, Jacob. That's me saying that. It don't, the Bible don't say that I'm saying that. Anyway, when you jump down to verses 9 and 10, then her sister Leah won't, wasn't getting pregnant no more. So she took her servant and gave her to Jacob as a wife. And the ser- servant has a son. Leah ends up having seven of Jacob's children. <laughs> then when we move on down to verse 22, then God remembered Rachel's plot and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. So verse 23, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed my disgrace, she says. And then verse 24, and she named him Joseph, for she said, may the Lord add yet another son to my family. So God ends up answering her, Rachel's prayer later on, but because she was impatient, she ended up having her maid sleep with her husband to have her a baby. So surrogacy, basically. All right. So that's one thing that we know that is not new under the sun, even though it is in present day time, but it actually happened in the Bible. But another thing is parents showing favoritism with their children, which is something that I don't condone. However, it happens in it happens in our natural in reality in Genesis 37 verse 3 says Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph have because Joseph had been born to Jacob in his old age so one day Jacob has a special gift made for Joseph a beautiful robe verse 4 but his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. So here Jacob is showing favoritism to his son, Joseph. The other children, find, the other sons finds out about it. And now they got this hatred out towards their brother. Don't, don't have any kind words to say to him because they can actually see his daddy is showing favoritism to him. So what ends up happening is betrayal, which I'm pretty sure you may have experienced some betrayal in your lifetime, a time or two. I know I have, not through a sibling, but however, betrayal has happened in the Bible. It happens in present day time. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. They they made plans to kill him. Then said they would. Then said they could tell their father a wild animal ate him. So we're talking about Joseph's brothers portraying him. 
and then saying, we're going to tell our dad that wild animals ate him. So in Genesis 37, verse 23, so when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off his beautiful robe he was wearing. Then they grabbed him and threw him into the the stern, the stern. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right. The CERN. I think I'm saying it right. Anyway, now the CERN was empty. There was no water in it. Verse 26. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We've had, we, we'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ismaelite traders. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed verse 28 so when the ishmaelites who were midianite traders came by joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cern and sold him sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver and the traders took him to egypt so joseph being betrayed by his brothers and being sold sold into slavery basic basically is what happened and like I said, this is in, this story is in um, Genesis 37. So whenever you get some time, um, I encourage you to read the story. Is I encourage you to read the Bible, period, point blank. But you can get more content. But what I want you to under, what I'm trying to get you to understand is the Bible does tell us that there's nothing new under the sun, and things that's going on right now in our world, in reality, it's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. We got false imprisonment. This is another thing. This happened in this is something that happened in Genesis 39. Potiphar's wife wants to sleep with Joseph. She begs him, but Joseph refuses. Then one day, when he's at the house alone working, she grabbed him by his cloak, demanding he sleep with her. Joseph tore himself away, but left his cloak in her hand. So as he was tore as he tore himself to get away, he ended up leaving his cloak in Potiphar's wife's hand. So when Potiphar's wife realizes this, and that she has this cloak in her hand, she calls the servants and tells them, Joseph came in, came in my room. He tried to rape me, but I screamed. And when I screamed, he ran away. Lies. When Potiphar hears about his wife's story, he throws Joseph in prison. So you got his wife trying to sleep with you got Potiphar's wife trying to sleep with Joseph, which he refused. Like he like wasn't going to cross that boundary and they alone, he's there working alone and she tries to come on and demand him to sleep with her. So he gets away, but he leaves his cloak in his, in her hand while he gets away. And she accuses him of trying to rape her. Potiphar finds out about it and throws Joseph in prison. Read. You can read Jeremiah 37. Jeremiah is falsely accused and put in prison as well. So we have people out here that's in prison that have been falsely accused. It happened in the Bible. Another thing is sex before becoming married. And let me just insert personally. I did that. I'm guilty of that one. I had both of my sons before I became a wife. I've had sex out of wedlock, so that's something I'm guilty of. However, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 15 through 19 is what I'm going to read. No, I'm going to read 
through 20. I'm going to read through verse 20. Don't you realize that our bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scripture says that two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin, no other sin, so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your bodies. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Let me read that again. Verse 19 through 20. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which lives in you and was given to you by God. You don't belong to yourself. Verse 20. For God bought you with a high price. You must honor God with your body. Listen, if you like me, maybe in the past you've been handing out discounts when it comes to yourself and when it comes to who you are. But once you realize your worth, this verse right here tells you that God bought you with a high price. Which means you don't need to lower your standards. Know your worth, walk in your worth. And when you, if you're single, this is my single folk. When you are approached, know your value. The Bible tells us that we were bought with a high price. Now, don't get me wrong. Trying to follow the commandments and be obedient to God. It's not always easy. I know temptation is out there. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But know that you were bought with a high price. You are valuable. Know your worth regarding all relationships, not just intimate relationships, whether you're in a relationship with a man or woman, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, Know your worth when it comes to business. Know your worth when it comes to um your, your services that you provide, that you offer, the gifts and talents God has placed in you. The Bible says, I guess, make room for us. So know your worth even in that capacity when it comes to the um, business world, whether you're providing a service or you're selling a product. Know your worth. All right. The next one is homosexuality. Having sex with relatives or have siblings. Leviticus chapter 18 discuss forbidding sexual practices. Read it when you get a chance. In the beginning of the chapter, the Lord tells Moses to give instructions to the people of Israel. The Lord says, don't have sex with close relatives. Don't have sex with your siblings or have siblings. Regardless, if they were born in your household or somewhere else's. Then when you jump down to verse 22, it says, do not practice sex. Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as a woman. It is is a detestable sin. Now, let me just say this. Um, While the Bible does tell us that homosexuality um, is 
a detestable sin. I don't see, I don't consider big sin a little sin, small sin, like sin is sin regardless. If you're having sex out of wedlock, that's a sin. If you having sex with a man as with a woman, that's a sin. So regardless, it's a sin. If you're committing adultery, that's a sin. It's no big sin. I don't view sin as homosexuality is a bigger sin than committing adultery or homosexuality is a bigger sin than having sex out of wedlock. A sin is a sin to me. Regardless of what it is, a sin is a sin to me. So there's many things that's going on right now in the world, but none of it is new. The Bible makes it very clear. Nothing is new under the sun. There's many things that happens in our life to us, to our loved ones. But as the Bible say, there's nothing new under the sun. The Bible is full of interesting stories. If you're not reading the Bible, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> now, the Bible's not like no other book where you read it from the beginning to the end, which you could. But there's things in the Bible you will learn that took place, that's taking place now in the world. And while it may seem new to you or while you may hear about something and it catches you off guard and be like, what? I can't believe the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Remember that no matter what happens in your life, nothing is wasted. God doesn't waste anything that we go through. I want to encourage you about, I want to encourage you with that as well. Um, there's things we experience in our lives, whether it's betrayal, whether a parent don't show favoritism, you may not understood why, but they had their reasons. You know, we give excuses when we do things. Regardless, nothing is wasted. Anything that we experience, God doesn't waste anything. I've been through so many storms in my life to where I told someone the other day that that's where my, that's how I developed a prayer life. Going through things, that's actually how I developed a strong prayer life. Now, I will say that it started out with me going to God when I was in a crisis. It started out when me going to God when I needed something. When everything was going fine, God didn't hear from me. But then when I was needing something or when I was in a crisis, that's when God hear, heard from me. Now, God hear from me all the time. Whether I'm whether I'm high or low, God hears from me. Whether everything is going good or everything is out or everything is going to hell, God hears from me all the time. It's a it's a constant communication between me and God. I talk to God more than I talk to both of my sons. Now, we may text some and then we may get on the phone and then we may FaceTime. But I literally have conversations with God more than I talk to both of my sons. And that's just, that's where I'm at now. Now, did I start out that way? No, I did not start out that way. But I don't care what you experience in life. There's nothing new under the sun, number one. Number two, nothing you go through is ever wasted. Nothing you go through is ever wasted. Trust me whenever I tell you that. Nothing you go through is ever wasted. And what I'm learning is your seasons that seemed like was the hardest seasons of your life, God ended up using those seasons to be able to help others. 
you go through those seasons, you come out of those seasons and God be able to use those seasons that you, those things that you went through during those seasons to be able to help other people. I've seen it happen time and time again in my life. Things that I've experienced, I end up having a passion to be able to help others in the things that I've overcame. So nothing is never wasted. All right. I am going to close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity. Father God, please forgive me because I didn't start this podcast off by praying. So please forgive me for that. But Father God, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this platform. I thank you for who you are. Father God, I thank you for every listener. Father God, I thank you for those that you have drawn to this platform. I thank you for the new subscribers. I thank you for the old subscribers. Father God, I thank you for those that have been supporting me since day one, even though I had been inconsistent. I still thank you, Lord, for those that have been supporting me since day one. God, I ask that you allow this platform to reach those that you know who needs it. I pray, Lord, over everyone who hears this, whether they hear it today or whether they hear it five years from now. Lord, I pray that you would bless their week. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal themselves to you, Father God. I pray, Lord, that if anyone has any doubt, anyone that hears this podcast, if they have any type of a, any type of doubt that you exist, Father God, I pray that you would show up. And God, you know how to show up in people's lives. You know how to bring people into our lives to speak something in the perfect time. And God, I pray that you would have your way. And most of all, Lord, I pray that you would continue to use me as you see fit. Not my will, but your will be done. God, I love you and I thank you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen.